episode of Progress, Potential, and Possibilities, discussions with fascinating people designing a better tomorrow for all of us. I'm your host, Ira Pastor. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of our show, bringing you another really fascinating guest today, uh, helping to create a better tomorrow on many different fronts. Uh, we are going to be continuing on our virtual road trip uh, around the world, uh, headed back to our friends in Israel today, uh, and have the honor of meeting with uh, Matty Gill, uh, who is uh, the Chief Executive Officer uh, of Aeon Labs, which is a unique new company recently launched and backed by a, a fascinating coalition of uh, both pharmaceutical and tech leaders, uh, including drumroll, uh, Pfizer, Merck, AstraZeneca, Teva, Amazon Web Services, uh, as well as supported by the Israel uh, Biotech Fund and Israel Innovation Authority, uh, ultimately to improve the whole drug discovery and drug development process with tools like artificial intelligence and computational biology. Uh, with his uh, master's uh, in business administration with a specialty in healthcare and innovation uh, and a bachelor's in law from uh, Reichman University, IDC Herzliya, uh, Maddie has over a decade of experience in various leadership roles in the biopharma industry, including most recently as uh, head of government affairs, corporate and international markets at Teva Pharmaceuticals. Uh, he also spent four years as a member of the Board of Advisors and Directors at Sonara Ventures, uh, which was a uh, healthcare investment platform backed by both Teva and Philips, uh, providing pre-seed, seed, and A-round financing to young companies. Uh, prior to Teva, uh, Matty was also uh, Chief of Staff to Israel's uh, Minister of Public Security. Uh, a lot going on, a lot to discuss, but Matty Gill, uh, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me, Ira. It's great having you. Uh, there's there's a lot of fascinating stuff we're going to be talking about today, but you know I'd love to start things off uh, like we typically do by handing you the the floor for a couple minutes just to, to further introduce yourself and and it'll take us a, a little bit on your journey from uh, the Ministry of Public Security into venture investing and into pharma. I think that'd be a great way to start things off. Sure. Uh, well, thank you again for having me. It actually it's. It's fun to listen to you introduce me. I think I might want to hire your services doing that here and there from uh, now because you make it sound more impressive than it actually is. Uh, but I will say, um, you know, it is a unique type of background where I did spend around a decade in public service and in a field unrelated to the biotech industry. And what's guided me throughout my whole career is doing things that have meaning and tremendous meaning behind my work. So trying to strive for doing very tremendous and meaningful things that can help both humanity and the place and the community that I live in. And that is what led me to spend about a decade in public service here in Israel. Uh, but at the end of my tenure as chief of staff to one of the most senior ministers in the, end, uh, in the government here in Israel, and where I had a very senior seat at some of the most senior tables and most discreet and sensitive tables in the country, I felt that I was lacking in some skill sets to be able to really influence the way I would like to, having no, um, having no background and experience in the private sector up until that point, never having really managed the budget, hired and let go people uh, like you do and sometimes have to do in the private sector, taking strategic decisions, put together business plans, all those skill sets and experience that are absolutely critical. 
um, for high-level leadership, whether you're in the public and private sector. So that's what led me to go over to the private sector. And in the private sector, I did purposely choose to work in an industry that I could wholeheartedly believe in and went to work for Israel's finest and largest company there at the time, uh, Teva Pharmaceuticals in the biotech space. And spent a little over a decade there in various roles as chief operations officer in the legal group because of my legal background and then mm -hmm. went into policy space, as you mentioned, in several different roles throughout the whole thing. And in my last role uh, at, at Teva, uh, heading up uh, a corporate innovation program to be able to help uh, reconnect Teva with the Israeli innovation ecosystem. And that really led me to uh, get to know the capabilities more closely in Israel that exist in academia and uh, the early stage, uh, the early stage startups in the biopharma space, mm -hmm. as well as the Israeli government commitment uh, with a very new strategy, which we can get into if you'd like, uh, called bioconvergence, really to help build up the um, the biopharma space to be uh, to help Israel become a key player of the future of the pharma R&D industry and to be competitive at a global scale. And a bunch of groups, including a bunch of companies, including Teva, as you mentioned, uh, alongside Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Merck, um, Israel Biotech Fund, a uh, leading VC fund, uh, which was absolutely critical that we have within our group uh, to bring in that type of uh, expertise into our consortium as well as Amazon Web Services and Biomedics, which mm -hmm. is a unique uh, R&D uh, engine, uh, did all decide to join together and compete and ultimately win the tender from the Israel Innovation Authority to uh, establish an innovation lab that will both generate and invest in early stage startups mm -hmm. in the AI for drug discovery and drug development world. And of course, I'm happy to get into that in a second, but I was honored to then be asked and appointed as the CEO of this uh, great alliance. So I officially handed in my Teva badge and moved over full time to be within the Teva family, mm -hmm. uh, but, um, uh, the CEO of a new innovation lab that uh, has Teva as one of its partners alongside all the others I mentioned. I'm very excited for what that will entail. Outstanding. Outstanding. And yeah, I mean, uh, Maddie, we, we've uh, had on this show, you know, other amazing thought leaders from sort of, sort of the Israel innovation ecosystem. You know, we talked with Nada Levon a couple of weeks ago, creating, you know, cell-cultured meats and uh, you have Lonsman trying to get us back to the moon and, and doing cool things there. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, obviously, Biomedicine is very hot in Israel now, and you brought up this term of bioconvergence, which seems like it's a major focus of the Israel Innovation Authority. Define that for us and a little bit about you know, what that means. Sure, uh, with pleasure. So bioconvergence is a term that really was coined as part of this strategy to help position Israel to be a leader of the future of the pharma R&D industry. And what do they mean by bioconvergence? They mean that the future of pharma will increasingly become more evenly weighted between bio and tech, meaning weight, having an equal weight of both the bio, bio side and the technology side. And bioconvergence really means where the, where the classical biopharma development processes then converge with engineering, mathematics, and um, all the different AI computational capabilities and digital scope. In our biopharma sector specifically, uh, where we're not talking about medical devices and robotics, other um, type of hardware that could be 
part of the bioconversion strategy, uh, we are really talking about the areas where the computational and AI strengths, which are ex exceptionally strong in Israel, uh, that have really helped to revo revolutionize other industries, the high-tech industry, automotive industry, uh, cyber industry, fintech industry, all in Israel. In the biopharma space, Israel still has not been able to reach its potential um, to be really a leader in the biopharma R&D space. And the thinking behind that is if we focus the strategy of investment in Israel on areas in which Israel is strong mm -hmm. and where, which converge with the future of the R&D industry, that is where Israel really can play a role in the future of the pharma R&D industry and attract multinational companies like the ones that help establish IOM Labs to be able to uh, come and invest in Israel and help uh, and help build a great ecosystem here for the for the future of the biopharma industry, both in Israel and for humanity all around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, my, my, one of the things I was uh, as I was putting together your bio uh, ahead of time for the show, you know, one of the things I saw, I, I saw my, maybe in your LinkedIn profile or something, uh, you talked about how you, you like being a coalition builder. And I got to tell you, I used to work for um, uh, SmithKline Beach and Pharmaceuticals here in Philly years ago. And um, at the time, you know, uh, groups like Pfizer and Merck were, were my enemies, right? <laughs> um, we were in fierce competition with them. Um, I would love to just hear um, how one goes about building a coalition uh, with folks like AstraZeneca, Merck, Pfizer, Teva, all the room together. And then also if you could talk a little bit, because I understand, you know, going into the uh, the PR about the deal about a year ago, uh, the Israel Innovation Authority sort of started this whole process in, in motion to sort of get some of these folks at the table. So talk about a little bit about how, you know, what happened about a year ago during the pandemic to, to put these folks in the same room and a little bit about how you think about coalition building and keeping these guys friendly together. So basically what you're asking is how did this happen? Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I really uh, shortened it up. Um, I'll just say, first of all, uh, what you said about competitors working together is, is very unique. Um, I will say as an attorney, that is, that is especially sensitive to issues of antitrust, that one of the first things we did is instill very strict antitrust guidelines to make sure that we know what we're allowed to talk about and what we're not allowed to talk about, uh, because we do adhere to those rules, not just because we have to, but we also uh, very much respect them and believe in them. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, what is critical to coalition building is two elements that are that I think were very evident throughout this whole process. One is having a mission that you can align everyone around. Okay. Here, we all believed in the mission and the meaning behind the mission of helping to work together, learn from each other uh, for the future of the pharma industry. The issue of AI being able to revolutionize AI, uh, drug discovery and development and really impact that, excel development processes, bring us new opportunities that didn't previously exist, help save money and development costs, help, help prediction become that much more accurate. Um, all of those capabilities are something that we have, not to, that we have yet to realize in the, as an industry, their full potential. And that is something that all the, that all the companies work on on their own with their own 
uh, R&D programs, mm -hmm. but all felt that by working together, we can do things that are even more groundbreaking, cutting edge, and not just working together amongst, again, competitors, but also working with one of the best, if not the best leader uh, globally in the high-tech space mm -hmm. with cloud-based uh, cloud technologies like Amazon Web Services. Uh, and we're very thankful that they chose to join this group as a, as, as a full member of the Alliance and really provide input, not just on the technology side, but also on the research side and life sciences of what the capabilities on the computational side are. And together with our multidisciplinary approach of having um, of having a venture capital firm join us with an mm -hmm. R&D engine, uh, as IBF with an R&D engine of biomedics, really that put together a group that was not just competitors, but multidisciplinary group of people that all aligned on the one mission of let's work together, let's learn from each other, let's build great teams of entrepreneurs that will work as startups independently, that we will help them grow. Mm -hmm. And we will help with them so that they can help us as an industry realize the full potential that AI has in the drug discovery and development uh, space. The second element is it's all about the people and trust. Mm -hmm. And we must have spent over the last year and a half, probably even easier because of Zoom and COVID. Not just was it done despite COVID, but we were able to actually spend more time together discussing just like you and I are on different continents uh, through Zoom and through the technology that enables such, we spent hours, hundreds of hours of discussion together between the teams, building trust, opening issues very, very transparently, discussing them through, reaching agreements, reaching alignment, uh, discussing the plans of how we're going to work together, what we can and will work together on, what we won't do, what rights we have, what obligations we all take upon us as part of this uh, alliance and what the plans are and spent just hundreds of hours literally together working in groups, building that trust between the people. And I'm happy to say that not only uh, did I uh, have the opportunity to meet extraordinary people, both from Israel and leaders, both from Israel, from all those companies and from abroad, uh, but really to make some tremendous friends throughout this whole process. And uh, for me, it was just an absolute uh, extraordinary opportunity to be able to both build the trust needed to, to work in such an alliance, but also to have everyone aligned on the mission that we're going to achieve. And you know, in that, um, you know, you mentioned Amazon and obviously nothing confidential here, of course, um, saying that to the lawyer, but <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I like to read books and I order my books on Amazon and I download my Kindle stuff. Could you just say a few words about sort of, once again, uh, without giving anything away, what, what does Amazon do? I mean, I know there's a lot of people, once again, I, I spend too much time on LinkedIn, but I see a lot of Amazon web service profiles, people doing stuff in life sciences. But I don't really know what they do. <laughs> Can you just say a couple <laughs> words about sort of what role they, they play in this well, I can tell you what role they play, and it's an absolute critical role. Okay. Uh, the government, the Israeli government, actually in the tender itself, very smartly put one of the criteria that a member in the alliance that bids for the tender has to be a high tech company with these type of technology technological yes. background, okay. like Amazon Web Services. Perfect. Thankfully, they were very interested and they were very proactive in going after this opportunity. They have. Hopefully, I'm not spreading any secrets here, but they have uh, a leader on the ground here named Guy Spiegelman who was just absolutely tremendous in Israel. 
um, to be able to bring in both the global Amazon uh, capabilities uh, into this uh, consortium and is continuing to do so to this day, uh, but also really to bring their commitment into this uh, partnership to make it work, into this alliance to make it work. Uh, what they do is they're going to help our startups, uh, both with solution architecture, with their uh, blueprint, mm. uh, bio, uh, their bio blueprint, as well as um, helping the startup teams then to set up their own blueprints afterwards, uh, solution architecture, uh, engineering and planning, as well as setting them up on the cloud with all the cloud-based technologies uh, needed. Uh, but then also thinking through the process of what is, what is possible, mm -hmm. because Amazon Web Services have a tremendous team, not just on the technology side, but also on the research side mm -hmm. with backgrounds in life sciences. And that was one of the things that was so appealing to us uh, to be able to have them in, in this group uh, really tr tremendously contributing uh, to the thought processes going on. Uh, Ion Labs, and this is you know one of the things I could say here, our whole, um, our main way of working is going to be a, through a venture creation track, which is quite unique. We took a model from Germany that was developed by Christian Tidona, the founder of BiomedX. Sure. Uh, and they started, they have been conducting over the last decade, um, basically project creation based upon tremendous and the greatest R&D challenges in the industry of the biopharma, in, in, in the biopharma R&D industry space. Uh, Biomedex in Germany has worked with uh, five of the top pharma companies in the world uh, for the last decade, basically to identify challenges that come from the R&D leaders which in, within each one of the pharma groups, and then to conduct a crowd, through crowdsourcing platforms, the identification process of unique leaders that come from all over the world, scientists that want to go into the industrial space. And they give them all the necessary support and guidance and access to technologies to be able to develop their solutions in Germany um, up until the place where they can either then um, the, the project can then be reacquired by the pharma company um, uh, and then enter into the pharma company's pipeline or development processes or continue to uh, develop independently in biomedics. And mm. in discussions with Christian, uh, one of my Teva colleagues, uh, Donna Baron, who had participated in one of uh, Christian's uh, programs in Germany, thought that during the tender, we would need um, an innovative model of way of working to actually create new ventures. And we thankfully were able to recruit Christian to come and adapt his model and help it be the venture creation model that we will base ours on. Of course, mm -hmm. adapted in discussion with all the pharma partners uh, over the last year and a half, uh, where we will then adapt it to being in our model where we will work with each one of the pharma companies on their own mm -hmm. and seek input cross alignment after they each one of them identify their top five challenges, their top five research challenges that they feel that AI technologies could help uh, drive solutions for. And then uh, to select by the investment committee members after input also from both the pharma leaders, but also from, uh, from AWS, from the technology standpoints, as well as from our VC partners, mm -hmm. uh, from the business standpoint and the venture standpoint, we select every year four challenges that each one of those challenges will then be launched as a global call for applications. And we will find the best 
scientists that want to become founders and entrepreneurs and through a, through a lengthy process and evaluation, uh, our investment committee will then choose uh, the winners that we will then offer them a place in ION Labs mm. uh, to come here, work out of Israel in our lab space right across the street from the Weizmann Institute, um, where we are creating a great ecosystem here for the biopharma space, both in venture creation, academic research, access to technologies, uh, talent development. And it, there in our lab, uh, we will give them up to four years of runway mm. uh, with financial support, guidance from the best industry experts uh, possible, both from the pharma AWS, pharma partners AWS and our VC firm, as well as access to all the technologies needed. We'll have a wet lab, we'll have a computational lab and all the support, including from our CTO, who's really a leader in the comp bio space, uh, Dr. Yer Benita, mm -hmm. to help them through their uh, four-year period in the lab towards success so that they can both develop their solutions as well as validate them uh, with the support of the pharma partners uh, so that they can actually leave our lab, graduate from our lab successfully as and start to build, the, build themselves up as independent growth companies that already have validated solutions. That's an awesome, it's a really an awesome model. And uh, yeah, the, um, it, it's interesting because I, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had um, uh, from AstraZeneca, I had Dr. Uh, Ola Ekfist on who, you know, he works in molecular artificial intelligence there, primarily on small molecules. But then a couple of days ago, ping, I see the press release come across that your first uh, call for application is out and it happens to do with uh, antibody drugs. And I think I actually even asked him during that episode, you know, you're gonna be working on antibody drugs at some point. And um, obviously, you know, uh, if you go to any top my top 20 list of pharmaceutical products nowadays, they're all therapeutic antibodies, billions of dollars being created. Uh, I guess I see why you're going that direction, but talk a little bit about, um, obviously there's billions there, what are some of the challenges uh, that you hope to achieve with artificial intelligence, with computational biology, specifically in the functional antibody space? So, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scientific expert on this, but you know, in the industry, it's well known that antibody development and discovery can be yep. uh, high risk, sure. um, can take a long time and be extremely expensive, again, with very high risk. What we're trying to do with uh, the help of AI technologies, and this is what we are challenging entrepreneurs to come and develop solutions to do so, is to make it much shorter, yep. much simpler, with higher predictability, just to keep things simple, with higher predictability, um, and with with a fraction of the cost, mm. and that's really what we want to achieve here. Um, the whole pharmaceutical supply chain, uh, the development supply chain, will be able to um, will be able to benefit from it, and that's something that we would very much uh, like to see happen, and hopefully, will contribute to within uh, with the first challenge that we launched last week. Uh, you mentioned AstraZeneca. Um, I think they're really at the forefront as a company. Yeah field of AI for drug development and discovery. Uh, there, our investment committee member, Dr. James Weatherall, uh, yeah. hopefully I'm not uh, you know, gonna volunteer someone uh, someone's time, but he's an absolute thought leader and oh, yeah. leader in the space. And uh, we're very lucky to have him in our investment committee, uh, very active in the, found, in the founding of uh, this innovation lab and very fortunate to have AstraZeneca as a member with a strong team in Israel. Uh, but also with the support of the global R&D team uh, led by Jim. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, so, Matty, uh, you you mentioned Dr. Uh, Yair Benita. I mean, 
great lineage there, former CompuGen, Cytoris, and Merck. Um, you've got Matty Gill <laughs> on board. Um, I see you're hiring. You know, what what, uh, what type of folks are you looking for across disciplines or anybody that's going to be watching and listening to this episode that wants to get involved? Uh, you're looking for biologists, uh, computer folks, bioinformaticians. Um, who should be contacting oh, Matty Gill tomorrow? <laughs> All of the above. We have a, we put together a very small but very uh, great team uh, to run and be the management of Ion Labs. So, as you mentioned, Yair, we also have uh, an excellent finance director within with industry experience as well as experience working with the Israel Innovation Authority to make all our lives uh, simpler, as well as an administrative office manager, really just to help make sure that everything runs. Einav and Milan, they're tremendous uh, members of our team. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to that, uh, we are looking for the best scientists that have passion, that are that are coachable, that want to work with pharma to co-develop their uh, cutting edge solutions, that want to have meaning behind what they work in, that you know, they could come from the biology space, the mathematics space, computer science, mm -hmm. data science, bioinformatics, um, all of those spaces, really what we are looking for is talent, passion, energy, and the willingness to really uh, go, the, go the extra miles. Uh, Israel is a great place for those that haven't been. It's a great place to relocate to. Um, you know, it's very uh, common in the pharma industry that you relocate to another country. And when people tell, uh, tell you in the industry that you have to relocate to the US or to Switzerland or the UK, I think that's uh, seen as being normal, uh, a normal core process. Uh, I will say that the quality of life in Tel Aviv and the quality of life in Israel uh, does not fall from any of those uh, any of those locations. And for those that haven't been, uh, you have an open uh, invitation, and we're happy to host you in Ion Labs. Uh, we are looking for the best and brightest scientists that really want to be founders of companies and work in the best environment possible for them to be able to develop their solutions with funding, with guidance, with mentorship, access to technologies in an ecosystem that we are going to increasingly build in Israel to be a leader in the future of the biopharma R&D space. Awesome message, awesome message. Uh, it, it's a very, very exciting, Maddie. I, um, I, if I had some of those skills, I, I'd apply for a job. Um, right, you're well, welcome to come visit us. I'll come, I'll come visit you for, for a few weeks. But uh, real, really great stuff, Maddie. I, I, uh, I really, you know, wish you the best with all this. I know this is going to be a fascinating uh, decade coming up for uh, what you have going on there. Um, you know, for everybody that uh, is going to be listening to this particular episode across the different podcast networks or watching on the YouTube channel. Uh, you've been uh, listening to Maddie Gill, Chief Executive Officer, Ion Labs in Israel. Uh, Maddie, I want to take time, uh, I know it's late there, uh, take, take time out of your schedule to come talk to us for a little while. I want to thank you for everything you're doing. And as we like to say on our show, uh, thanks for helping to create a better tomorrow uh, via what you're building. A really, really inspiring story. Thank you, Eric.